It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available, of course, every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, it's a Monday. The weekend went by pretty fast. Monday, March the 13th, and I hope you had a fantastic weekend, some downtime, relaxing, a little bit of unwinding, especially after last week's rate rise for mortgage holders having to find extra money once more. And many of you are asking the question, it's a bit of a perplexing question too, and that is, when is it all going to stop? When are the rate rises coming to an end? It's a good question, and Arjun is back with us this morning, and we are going to be looking at the Sydney rent crisis as we talk property investing for Sydney siders. And Arjun, back to the rate rises, how do you see that playing out? Perhaps a prediction from you this morning on how many more of these rises are likely. Yeah, so my thoughts have always been around the latter half of this calendar year, which puts us into the new financial year, is when we start moving into another phase. And that phase is the hold, review, and potentially even decline. How that potential comes up is just where that data starts to feed through. But really, history has shown us that there's always been a a lag in the data that flows through to the decision making. And due to this lag, there's usually an overshoot on the way up and then technically a a big run on the way down to catch up that overshoot to save the economy or save the day. All right, so we'll have to wait and see how that plays out and we'll come back to Arjun in just a moment. What to buy, where to live and things to avoid every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. It's The Real Estate Podcast across Australia seven days a week. And don't forget this week we have breakfast at your place. This is a new segment and received a couple of emails but you forgot to put your telephone number which is critical otherwise we won't be able to call you. And just a reminder about that email address is myrealestatepodcast at gmail com, And we've got the first of those coming up this week. In just a moment, we'll have a look at the weather forecast. But first, if you're celebrating your birthday for today, Monday, March the 13th, happy birthday. You are celebrating your birthday with Harry Melling, the British actor best known for Harry Potter films. He's turning 33 And Adam Clayton is turning 62. Of course, you will best know him as the bass player for U2, a band that he co-founded with Bono and his schoolmates back in 1976 in Dublin. It's the main centre forecast. All right, let's head around the country on this Monday and check out that all-important weather forecast. And good morning if you are in Sydney, expecting some showers today, a high of 24 degrees. Should be mostly fine and sunny in Melbourne with 23. Brisbane expecting one or two showers with 30. And another fine day with a top temperature of 30 degrees for Perth today. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. 
Well, Australia is currently grappling with a rental crisis and investors are very keen to gain insights into the rental market conditions in Sydney especially. And it is crucial to understand the trends and the flow-on effects of the crisis. And fair to say that Sydney's rental market is particularly tight at the moment. And with a projected population growth of over 10 million people in Australia, Australia by 2050, which is translating to over 350,000 people annually, the already challenging rental market is set to become even more competitive. And Arjun, Head of Research Investigate Buyers Agency, is back here to dive deeper into the rental crisis. And Arjun, if we go back to 21 and early 2022, I think that you were one of those that saw the writing on the wall with this rental crisis and wrote a research paper on it. So how has Sydney landed in this position? Yeah, it's been a a years in the making matter and there's multitude of reasons. But the first thing that's clear is that Sydney went through a large amount of development in pipeline and built a lot of dwellings, both attached and detached between that 2013 to 2017. As we saw a large boom in house prices, we also saw a lot of activity from property developers. And then the natural lag on effect there was that vacancy rates were at pretty high levels. However, during that time period, investor lending was a big makeup of Sydney's transactions. ABS even reported that we had levels of even 50% plus of lending going to investors for the purchasing of property. So as a result, APRA stepped in and made multiple changes to try and find that balancing point of investors not taking over and constantly having a lot of activity. But the downside of that is that over stimulus in one way and the opposite reaction in the other way started changing property sentiment, started changing investor activity. And then of course, with the boom ending in Sydney during that 2018, 19 and 20, we saw a low pipeline of development. So putting all these forces together of low development combined with low investor activity created a crisis many years in the making. Now, there were many other reasons behind it, but that was a core one. So given the current state of the rental market in Sydney and the various factors that you've just mentioned, uh, what are your predictions for the rental market in 2023? Well, firstly, vacancy rates have been tumbling down in Sydney. It reached a peak of about 4% during the COVID height, so just over 4%. And then the last time it reached some pretty high levels was that oversupply period of the 3% from the activity in 1819. Now we have rocketed down to 1.3% vacancy rates for the, the most part of Sydney. Now the last time it was this low was actually going all the way back to 2011. So there's a long time since uh, conditions have been this low. When we do see vacancy rates at below 2% and then now even below 1.5, we tend to see rental markets have price increases at large levels. Now, Sydney did have a lot of rental increases in price over the last 12 months, and I'm very much expecting that to continue over the next 12 months. And it doesn't take much to realize that when you see some of the queues, the multiple applications and the fighting over rental properties all across Sydney. Yeah, and uh, considering that the rental growth and population migration that you've mentioned, uh, what are the potential implications, I guess, for the property prices in Sydney? 
Yeah, so what we found is that the property prices don't react first from migration. Often migrants spend at around an average of four years or just over as renters in our economy when they first move over. Now, this study was looked at by Grattan Institute and going some time back, this was interesting to find. And it makes sense. People don't come over, jump off a plane and buy a bucket load of property. People are trying to find their feet, jobs, community, areas of lifestyle, learn about the city more, and hence the rental market is hugely stressed from that. And so this will just only add to the pressure that's building in the rental market and we'll see rents continue to rise more. However, when it comes to prices, if we start to see how that flow on, eventually renters will want to become buyers and New South Wales is in the hot seat right now for its stamp duty and activity and support for first-home buyers. It's never been a smaller foot in the door required than it has now when it comes to upfront costs to purchase a property with stamp duty waivers going all the way up to 1.5. And I guess I should correct myself, not a waiver, but a choice between stamp duty and land tax which in turn is still a huge savings on the upfront piece. So I do think prices will see a flow-on effect in the near future. And unfortunately, yes, living in Sydney, one of the big problems is trying to save. And when you've got the, the rents going up as much as they are, you know, these first-home buyers, they are really struggling just trying to get that deposit because of the, the rental increases. You're spot on. The rental increases will make things tougher. However, the New South Wales stamp duty choice will make things a lot easier. What I'm starting to notice, though, is that even though there's a lot of choice for Sydney siders to become first home buyers now with this new rule change, many are also still questioning the mortgage repayment versus the rental amounts because rental yields in Sydney are still quite low. And so as a result, the rents and renting is still more attractive for many, even whilst it's been tough in comparison to the mortgage rates on offer at Sydney. I think over time, though, that balance with rents rising more and more and mortgage rates potentially stabilizing or declining in the years ahead, that then may motivate people who may want to consider home buying, especially with first home buyer choice, to really jump on the other side. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. And lastly, what measures do you believe are necessary to address the rental crisis? I mean, you know, that's such a such a big question. Is there an end in sight, I guess, is what I'm asking there? It does not get solved overnight, and that is sad. But the truth is we need to avoid market manipulation. And by that, I mean when the changes occurred to stop lending back in 2016 and 17, they are a huge cause of what we're seeing today. So the same thing on the opposite. We don't want to go in and fiddle around with the markets from a government policy or national basis to suddenly think you're going to cure it overnight. It needs a combination of letting the market do its thing. And I'll give you an example. As investors start to see interest rates stabilize in the future, rents continue to rise, we will see many more investors become active in the future. But it does take the borrowing capacity situation to be resolved before that happens. The second thing is that developers are not going to sit here and think that just because pricing has come down a bit in Sydney or that simply because lending is a little bit more difficult that they will stop activity. I truly believe that many of them will look at the opportunity, whether it be build to rent or whether it be uh, projects to accommodate all this huge rental impact we're seeing, they will want to take advantage of that. And hence why we may start to see as time goes on, the attached building approvals pick up to take advantage of this demand. So it's a combination of letting time do its thing through investor activity to one day increase. 
ensuring that large-scale projects continue to move ahead, but also realizing that two things will likely happen. One is we will see many people consider options in other cities and perhaps move to capture a place to rent. And two is that people may actually even start to group up together a little bit more and perhaps share houses a bit more to, to get past this crisis. And whilst it's sad to see, it's the, it's the honest truth of what's likely to happen with rents rising so quickly over the years ahead. All right, so plenty of takeaway points there. Arjun, thank you for that and have a great Monday. Look forward to chatting next time. Thank you, my friend. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.